All right, good morning, Chevra. Good enough. Shabbos, good night. Let's get going. So today's daf is daf kuf, page 100 in the Helikim Masechus Ksubas. We're going to pick up the Mishnah on the bottom of Tzadi Tesamad Beis. All right, this is six lines up from the bottom. And we're going to, we learned this Mishnah yesterday. We're going to give a quick Chazara. Now, before we start the actual Mishnah, let's remind ourselves that on Amud Aleph of daf Tzadi Ches, <coughs> we learned a situ- we, we, the Mishnah taught a situation where you have an Amana who sells field, who sells a field in order to collect her ksuba, and she either undersold or oversold. We basically said that if she's off on the sale, it's bottle. Okay, it's bottle, even if it was in a very small amount. So, what's going to happen if she's not the one selling the property of the Yisaimim? But it is Bezdin who's coming to sell the property of the assignment. So what's going to be then? So here we go. Zok to Mishnah. Now what happens if Bezdin evaluates the field for its value? Shapichsu shesus ayhaisifu shesus machram bato. See, by the woman selling the field, if she's off by a little bit, we said it's bato. Over here when Bezdin sells the field and they're off in their value, so the Mishnah says... If they oversell or undersell the field by a sixth, which is the regular realm of Aina, then it's going to be bottle. But if it's, they're slightly off, the sale's still going to be valid. If it's up to a sixth, now here's what's fascinating. Not only if they undersell, meaning if they cause a loss to the inheritors, to the Arshim, but even if they mess up and they make too much money for the inheritor, it's not fair to the buyer. It's not fair to the buyer. Mark, thank you. Okay, I'll take a look at this. Yeah. Yeah. Say it again. No, no, you might think that since it's based in, right? So Whatever they'd say, do. That's going to be the Gemara's Kasha. That's right. Good. Okay. But here we say if they undersell the sixth of the, by, by the charging or they oversell, it's going to be off. Rav Shingon be Allah, we'll see. Rav Shingon be Allah, Shingon says, Mokhran Kayim, it's going to be valid. Why? Imkain, Makayach Bezin Yafet. Because Bezin's doing this. Don't mess with Bezin. Bezin sells. They've got the strongest power. Yeah. Okay, and therefore, even if they're off by a sixth, whatever they do is considered done. Says the Mishnah If let's say they, they um, make a foreclosure sale, an auction, Bezdin puts in the newspapers when they're selling the field of the Yisaimim that we are going to, that uh, this field's for sale, and then afterwards it still comes out that according to fair market value, they're off by a sixth or more. So then Even if they're 50% off, either 50% under or up to 50% over, it's It's going to be a valid sale, and that's what the Gemara is going to focus on as well. So obviously, a really fascinating Mishnah. The point number one is to notice the difference between when a woman sells the field of the Arshim to collect her ksuba, or when Bezdin selling the field, we're giving different values to that. We also have Machlekes here, Rishingamil's arguing, and he says that if they're off by a sixth, it's okay, until they're off by 50%. And now we get to the Gemara. Now the Gemara asks Yubailu, they ask the question, searching for information, Shaliach Keman. We said in the last mission, if a woman sells her field, top of today's daf now, we said if a woman sells her field, if she's off by a little bit, it's not valid. If Bezin sells the field, either off by a sixth, off by 50%. What about a messenger? Somebody's appointed as an agent to sell the field. Are they, and he's off on the sale. Do we view him like a widow? 
Or do we view him like Bezdin? Which Mishnah is he going to fall into? Where we say that a messenger who sells the land of orphans, if he's off by the slightest amount, that's null and void. Or if he has to be off by a sixth, it's null and void. All right? So top of today's daf. Here we go. A messenger is like a court, and therefore you have up to a sixth. However, Rav Shmuel Bar no, Ka'amana. Even off by a little bit, it's bottle. Why? Says the Gemara to explain. Rav Amar of Nachman, Shliach Kedayonim, Matiyonim, Lavlu Dudu, Av Shliach Nami Lavlu Dudu, Lavlu Kiyamana Dildido. The same way a Bezdin selling land that's not theirs, so they have a greater, you know, a greater chance. They're, they're selling on behalf of somebody else. So too, a Shliach is doing it on behalf of somebody else. So maybe whatever you're selling on behalf of somebody else, there's more room for error. As opposed to an Almana who's selling on her own behalf, if she's off by a little bit, you personally are stealing from the Almana, from the Azimim when you're underselling. When you're an agent, no, so that they appointed you to do it. We're not selling your own land. So maybe so I'll say a Shliach is like a Bezdin. Uh, or you say, Rav no, come on, I'm Almana Yechida. The bottom line is, a messenger is the other way. A messenger is like, is like an almana, and if the shliach is off, even by a little bit, <coughs> excuse me, if shliach is off by a little bit, the halacha is, the sale is going to be null and void. Says the Gemara, one second, why? How's different than the following Mishnah? Somebody says to shliach, go take truma from my field. Remember, we learned this mission the other day. The messenger is, how much truma do you take? So the Torah doesn't say specifically. It can really be the slightest amount that's going to be valid in truma. But how, so how much should he separate? Whatever you think is the financial temperament of the balabais. If he's a generous guy, you'll give a 40th. If he's frugal, you'll give a 60th. An average will give 2%. We'll give a 50th for truma. But you have to know the financial uh, temperament of the person. From any idea, das balabais. What if a, a, a somebody appoints somebody else to separate the truma, and you don't know? You've never been involved in business. And time being, is take a fiftieth, take like an average person. If let's say he went down to a fortieth or up to sixtieth, truma say truma, the truma is still going to be valid. Now, again, what are you supposed to do if you don't know a fiftieth? If you do a fortieth or a sixtieth, is it valid even though you're a little bit off? Yeah. So you see that when a shliach does something that's a little bit off, it's still valid, and therefore ask the Gemara, let's bring this full circle to our Mishnah. Why are you saying a shliach is like a woman when you're slightly off, it's not valid? Fuck it. You see here that when you're slightly off on something as a messenger, even up to 40, even down to a 40th or up to a 60th, it's still going to be valid. A shliach is allowed to be off. Answer the Gemara, no question. Hasam kivan since there are people in existence that are stingy, they give a 60th. People are generous, they give a 40th. So the shliach can always go back and say, listen, you know, I never had a financial arrangement with you, but this is what I assumed, the type of person that you are. But here, it's a, it's a, it's a toys. You didn't charge enough for the property that you were instructed to sell. And therefore, the sender could say to the shliach, listen, I never sent you to go make mistakes. Meaning, when you have... In, we, we had a question. By truma, we allow the shliach to be slightly off. In our mission, if you're going to say he's like an almana, that means we're not allowing a, a, a messenger to be slightly off. 
We want to know why is there a difference between selling the field of Yisraelim where we do not allow you to be slightly off and where Shliach we do allow to be slightly off. The Gemara is giving a very simple answer. The Gemara says, listen, what a Shliach is doing for Truma, so then he could always say, I'm not slightly off. This was my expectation of who you were. If you wanted me to take a specific amount, you should have told me. Otherwise, this is what I assume you're at. However, by undercharging, that is a very clear reality. Well, I, I established that what? You're the type of person that wants to make less money from your property? There, there's, there, there, that's not a regular category, group of people. And therefore, you're not my shliach. You should have made that mistake. Okay. Allah is like the chacham. What do you mean? In our Mishnah, we had a machlekes between the chacham and Rav Shem Ben-Gamil. says that if you're off by more than a six, it's still going to be valid. The chacham said, no, only up to a six. Then we're passing like the chacham. Says the Gemara, is that true? Here's the problem. And this was what was bothering Rav Menachem uh, when we learned the Mishnah at the end of yesterday, and as we're saying today, and that is, so what's Bezdin's power here? If Bezdin's making a mistake when it comes to finances, and we say you only have up to six, anything more than that's a problem, like the Chum, yeah? So, how's Bezdin different than a regular person? Because a regular person also, you're allowed to be off up to a six, right? So, says the Gemara, if you have Yisayimim, that are coming to split up the Nechassim, the property of their father, Bezin appoints a trustee overseeing the estate, a guardian, and the, the guardian has to give each orphan a chelek yafe, a good portion, a good portion. Now, what's a, what's a good portion? Not only financially, but also as effort-wise. Effort-wise. Higdiloi. Let's say they get older. They could say, hey, from now by bar mitzvah, I am protesting what you gave me. You gave me a corner field, I want to field more towards the city. I don't like traveling so far out. There wasn't a fair lot that was given to me, for example. Rabbi Nachman Omar, Rabbi Nachman himself says, No, last letter of the olive base. Tough. That's what we gave you, and that's it. There's no protesting. Yeah, because if so, what is, uh, what's the kayach of bezin over here? Meaning, we see very clearly that we give uh, the upper hand to a Bezdin. We don't treat it like a simple situation. And therefore, why are we paskating like the Chachamim? You only have up to a sixth. We should pass like a Shimon Gamliel, who says, he agrees with Bezdin having a stronger Kayach. The Chachamim don't seem to agree with that. Why not? Answer the Gemara like Kasha. And this is such a beautiful answer. And the Gemara says, I'll tell you why. But when do we say, what is the power of Bezdin? And Bezdin needs to be given a bigger strength. That's when it is Bezdin's decision, we'll call it Shikol Hadas. This is what we decided is best. You don't like it as an orphan because your brother got one that was closer to the beach and you got something else. You know what? This is what we as a Bezdin decided is best. And very often when you deal with the whole chavr, anybody who's ever dealt with a community is aware of this. Anybody who's dealt with a family, anybody who's ever dealt with more than one person, Right? Some, uh, everything has a trade-off. Sometimes it works better for one person, sometimes it works better for another person. When we say, then we say, if Bezin says something, get out of here. All right? Tough luck. All right? Tough. That's it. See ya. However, huh? That's what the court says. I'm saying, that's it. So I don't like it. Fine. Life's not fair. Azoyez. Zelofer. Zelofer. Says the Gemara, but if Bezin Lemaisa makes a toys, let's say there's a halacha. And Bezdin Paskin is not with Allah. It was really a mistake. 
So then we take out the Makach Basin Yafa. Okay, right. But so what the Gemara is responding over here, Hadda Tohu, Hadda Loito. When they made a mistake, when they made a mistake, that's where we say a sixth or more. But if they didn't make a mistake, that's where we say that we're going to keep the, their, their psak. If they didn't make a mistake, what does it mean the orphans are going to protest when they get older? You can't protest. Bezna didn't make a mistake. Again, this was basically their shikul. This is what they decided. So says, Baruchais. No. What happens is like this. You have a Bezna giving up sack. Still, we have a, we have a machokas as to when this kid gets older. Can he come back to Bezna and say, listen, I know you wanted to do what was best for me. But instead of telling me tough luck, I want to tell you that, <coughs> the, I want to show you and prove to you that the land that you gave me and the land you gave my brother really was an unfair placement. Ruchais. It was un- unfair location. Because I happen to own real estate here. My brother owned there. The land that you were dividing, the other field would have been closer to my field, easier to manage. And that we find, by the way, really rears its head, its beautiful head, a number of times in areas of, of halacha. For example, if somebody's selling land, they're obligated to take an offer from a neighbor first. As long as they're going to offer the same value as somebody else, if somebody owns a neighboring field, they get first dibs on the land. It's called dina de bar mitzvah, the halacha of, uh, of bar mitzvah. What does it hurt you to allow another yid to own more land, to, to extend his land? Excuse me, just to throw in a, a nice word over here. There are people who expl- there are uh, some of the mafarshim explain that when Maish Rabbein went up to Shemayim to get the Torah, the Malachim said, "Who's this? Who's this uh, Basar Vidam that's coming to get the Torah? Why should you give it to him?" Because Baruch Hu tells Maisha respond to them. Maisha was scared. He says, "Hold on to my throne." And Maisha says, well, "Of course we should have the Torah. Keep it Avim. Uh, you guys don't have any of this, right?" So of course you get the Torah. So the, the question the Mepharshim asks, the commentators ask is, who are the malachim to tell Hashem not to give the Torah? You don't own the Torah. What shaykh is? Why, why does Mesh even have to respond? Mesh goes up to get the Torah. Do the malachim own the Torah? No. Yeah. So Hashem should say, because I want to. That's all. Why, why does Mesh even have to respond? Some of the Farshim say this is not this is not the Pasha Teretz. This is B'derech Jerusalem. They say Dina de Bar Mitzur. The Malachim say the Torah is up here in Shemayim with us. If you're going to give the Torah to anybody, we got first dibs. We're right here. You give boss of a dumb down there on Earth. We, we got we got access to it. The Bunshim says no no no. I get more. Ma'isha responds when somebody is able willing to give more value for your land. Then, you can, then you're allowed to give it to them. You don't. That's right. You don't need. To, that's right. You don't need to offer it to your neighbor. And another shot is: listen to this. There's no dina de bar mitzvah with family. So a father, a father is allowed to sell land or give land to his child as a gift before giving it to a neighbor. So since, so, yeah, so since we're children of their banishla. There's no deal to That's Moshe's response to the uh, to, to the malachim. All right, fine. But of Josh, let's go. Kiyosher of Dimi Yomar of Dimi came. He said, "Myself also, Rabbi Kedivichom, Rabbi came, and he passed like the chom that you have up to a sixth." I'm in the fun of Prata Benai, Shorav Elaz Ben Prata Ben Benai, Shorav Prata Gadol, Prata the son of Rav Elaz Ben Prata, who was the grandson of Rav Prata Hagadol, said, 
And the Rebbe said, you're right. And therefore Rebbe backed out of his halacha and he said that the Psak of Bezdin is going to remain. Rav Dimi Masnihachi. Rav Dimi taught the halacha as follows. Rav Safra Masnihachi and Rav Safra. That, I'm sorry, Rav Dimi taught the halacha like that. And Rav Safra Masnihachi. Rav Safra taught what happened was a little different. That Maiso Bikesh Rebbe last Devechachamim. There was a story where Rebbe wanted to pass on the Chachamim on the front of Prota. Benoish or Belazman Prota. Ben Benoish or Prota Agoda. MK Makar Bezin Yafa. Velay also Rebbe as Hamaisa. And Rebbe did not. Change his original psak. Okay, so Machlekes as to whether he went back and, and changed from his original psak or not. Let's say Machlekes about how to understand the story is, is because of the following reasoning. Marsavar to'a b'divrei b'divar mishnah chayzer and Marsavar in a chayzer says Gemara like to call in when it's a clear cut mistake back out. Otherwise not. Says Gemara that's not no, that's not the issue here. To call the yamatov b'divar mishnah chayzer. Everybody agrees that if Bezna makes a mistake in a clear cut halacha, we go back. You don't just say. This is what I said, even though I'm completely wrong. No. Umar sabrachi abemaisa, Umar sabrachi abemaisa. Rather, just the machlekes is, what happened? That's it. You want to get deep in the story? It's not so deep. Just the, the different ways that people told over the story. Okay. Umar Rabbi Yosef. Rabbi Yosef says, two lines to the bottom of Kufa <coughs> Armalta desvina achrayis ayasmi ubeidina desovin achrayis ayasmi. A real fascinating case. Says Rabbi Yisim. Listen to this. A woman sells real estate of the orphans to collect her ksuba. Follow. There's only one catch to the story. Ready? A woman sells land of the orphans to collect her ksuba. So far, so good. Yeah, the guy pays her. She now has money. She now collected her ksuba. What happens is, a pre-existing lien was on that land. So after the buyer paid her, Yankel, who had a lien on the land, goes and collects it from the buyer. He's allowed to take that land. It's his. We can't go after the uh, woman. Oh, so who does he go after now? The buyer lost the land. So he, he wants to be reimbursed for the money he paid for the land. Who does he go after for the money? The lady who he gave the money to? Or the estate of the orphans? Says Rabbi Yisif, the estate of the orphans. Because they're the ones who were achroi to pay up the ksuba. Okay, again. Follow. The woman sold the land. But once the land was taken away from the buyer, because there was a pre-existing lien, that buyer can go to who to be reimbursed? Says Rabbi Yisif, the orphans, the estate. Because it's the estate's responsibility to take care of the ksuba. Says Gemara Pshita, that's obvious. Why are you going to go to the lady? And go to the lady. She, she, the orphans are the one who owned the land, the Maisa. That was their property. But yeah? She sold it. Huh? But she sold it. But she sold their land. Because they're mukhayiv, they're obligated to pay up her ksuba. Well, okay. So says Pshita, it's obvious. Says Gemara, no. Amana la Ki Ishrikhla Listen to this. The Chiddush over here is not that you go to the Yisayimim instead of the wife. The Chiddush over here is that there was Bezdin involved in the first place. Mahu I would have thought to say, Tap of Ahmed Bez, called the Zavimibedina Daita Lamefak Lekalo, who the Zavim Kamash Malan. That maybe the guy shouldn't be reimbursed at all. Why? 
because when you buy something that went through a Bezdin, it was put into the papers, this land is up for auction, is up for bidding, and nobody comes and takes it, so then the... the, 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 So I would think that the original lean guy lost his guarantee. He mamish lost his whole thing because uh, we put it out there. there. No well, why didn't you step up before? I make no warranties as to the title of the property or as the condition of the property. It is what it is. You need to. And the own, and if there is a person needs to come forward before that sale. Yes. So I would think that he has no. He lost his rights to the guarantee. Komash Malan, that no, he could still come and collect. Okay. <clears throat> Second line. Kofam base. Back to our Mishnah. Reb Shimon Gamliel says, etc. Reb Shimon Gamliel holds that even if, when Besson sells the field, even if they're off by the amounts, it's still going to be valid. It says Gamora, how far off you let it be? What did we learn for Besson? 50%. Amr Vudar Bidra Reb Sheshas, Ad Palga, half. Tanik Nami Hachi, Amr Reb Shimon Gamliel, Besson Shemach Hushav Masayim Bimona, it's going to be valid. If Bezdin does not put an ad in the papers before selling the land, they should have. They didn't. The, the sale is not valid. They give the money back and they do it again. You have to get the best, you have to attempt to get the best possible price and make an announcement. Nasu. We said it says if Vadai told, they certainly made a mistake. The time we learned in the mission, Shema Yisayim, Shlaishim Yoyim, Vishuma Hector, Shishim Yoyim, you give 30 days for of advertisement, of announcement, before, <coughs> excuse me, before actually selling the land. And when it comes to selling Hector's property, it's 60 days, two months. They make an announcement in the morning and the evening. What do you mean? It's as if they made a mistake. They certainly made a mistake. You got to do 30 days of announcement. Says Igmar, no, Imeahi. If you'd be learning out of that Mishnah, Havamina, I would have thought to say, Hani Shliach's got to do it. Yeah? A Shliach's got the, uh, the 30 day obligation. But Bezin doesn't need to announce it. Kamashvalan, therefore he lets us know that no. Even if Bezin's also obligated to announce it. And if they don't, Chayzrin goes back. If Bezdin evaluates something and it's overvalued or undervalued, it's bottle. But let's say it would be the same amount. Let's say they get money, which is the the uh, amount that's going in the market price. Then Machrukayim is going to be valid even without Achraza. It seems my lab doesn't this seem to apply even without Achraza? Says the Gemara they got the market value and. They announced it, so boom, they were right on. Says one second. If the Reisha is talking about uh, announcement, the Sefer must be talking where there is no, uh, no, no announcement. Dikatani, Dikatani Sefer, because learned in the Sefer, Im Asu Igeres Bekairas, Im Asu Igeres Bekairas, if they make an Igeres is a letter. Bekairas is, it really means of checking out, inspecting something, but this is referring to the auction. They, they sent out a, a letter, making sure... An evaluator. Yeah, but, but not, not an evaluator. They're sending out a letter... Um, now, asking anybody... Yeah, a public announcement. Put in the papers that there's foreclosure. Lean, like, you know, when somebody dies, if you have a lien on the property or you want to make a... <laughs> and we're going to auction, <laughs> letting them know about it. Yeah. This, this is the topic over here. It's amazing. 
Even if they're off by fifty percent, even if they're off by fifty percent, they sell the land worth a hundred for two hundred. A shavu masayim b'mana, or they undersell makor kaiyav is going to be valid. So, and that's all about by an announcement. If you make an announcement, listen, you get what you get. It must be the ratio we're dealing with. There's no announcement. You're right. We're dealing with. There was no announcement. Vaykash is still no question. Some things are meant to announce, and some things are not meant to announce. Okay. What things are sold where it's not normal, or it's not normal, it's not expected to make a public service announcement? Ha'avadim. Servants, metaltalin, movable property, vishtaris, and documents. Okay? In all these cases, there's, a, there's no obligation to go through yeah, that, that process. Avodim, metaltalin, and shtaris. We're going to go through each one. So there's no liens on metaltalin. Well, you don't need to make an announcement. It says, Gemara, what's the reason by avodim you don't make an announcement? Shama yishmu v'yivrachu. Because avodim servants, if they know that they're up... If they publicly become aware they that they're changing, that master's going to change, this is the best time to leave. Yeah, it's the best time to leave. You're kind of like in between, right? You have somebody trying to get rid of you, so you're not so, you know, is a, a new master. Eh, it's a good time. It's a good time to catch the pitcher sleeping, you know? Steal, steal second base. Metaltal and Ustaris. What about Metaltal and Ustaris? Shama Yiganvu. If people know that it's up for sale, so they, or they, they might try to steal it. Right? When something's out more public, you mind if I see it? People are, are more... See, when something's yours and you're not trying to sell it, so you, you have more of a grasp on it. When you need other people to buy it, this is why people... It's uh, one of the reasons why people are quicker to steal from stores and it's easier to steal from a store than somebody's house. Right? Shoplifting is easier than breaking into somebody's house because all the stuff is out on display. All the merchandise is out on display. Or you could say, Sometimes we do announce and sometimes we don't announce. So one answer was, depends what. Right? Now we're saying it depends on the time. Why? People in Ardoi would say, When it comes to taxes... Mizoinus, supporting a widow, Lakura and burial, all these things we, we go through a quick sale and we don't go through any sort of um, any sort of announcement. Why? Very logical. Some things you can't take thirty days. You can't. You have a, a husband who dies, there's children who inherit the estate, and the widow now needs to be supported by the estate. We're gonna say to the widow, No, 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 you can't eat for thirty days. No eating. No, we have, we have to make sure that we saw that. There's certain times where it's like, hello, this is not the time for transparency and, and uh, to start having to go through uh, six board meetings until ultimately we decide what needs to be done. No. Huh? Yeah, okay. That's what we're saying. There's times, there's the, the, the time, the same thing's being sold. That's land being sold. But the time that it needs to be sold in is, a t- is, is uh, going to demand that there's no... 30 days. Suffer me now. I'm sorry. Mizabim loya chrasna. Viba yisema. Kam magu shemachrizin. Kam magu shemachrizin. Ma'ilum loya osu yigaris bakura ben arda. They never made an announcement in, in arda. They never did it at all. Suffer me now. Mishum dekviyah b'shuma. We thought that the reason why they never made announcements the 30 days in arda is because they didn't need people to 
to, to know about it, to know the proper value. Oh, everybody knew the true value. No, the Didim Farshim made the Rav Nachman, who explained to me the name of Rav Nachman, Mishum the Kari Lahu, Bnei Ochli Nichsei the Achrasta. That the reason why they don't do it is as follows. It used to be this Gishmak. There was, it, it was more of a social thing. It, it was considered like a, a little. Um, a little, uh, like, bushes. Yeah, it was bushes. It was a little embarrassing. It was a little embarrassing for people to purchase property out of an auction. And therefore, when they would put a property to auction, they would actually get less money for the assignment. Because... It's a forced sale. A force... A forced sale. In other words, it wasn't it's like you put it on the market. It's a right. market. Right. It's a forced sale. It's right. It's a Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And also, when something goes into foreclosure... See what happens is there's also a beautiful swara here. When this is this is something this is something also which we have in community. Let's say you have a a Jewish person in the area whose home goes into foreclosure. Yeah. For their neighbor to buy their home. Yeah, it's, uh, it's not so nice. You say, you say it's like yeah. oh you lose your home so I buy it. Now some I've heard of people who davka will buy it. And then rent it to the current people, so this way they could stay in their home and they won't be kicked out. But they let them know that. I've, I, I know two uh, two situations in the last couple of years we've had here where people did that. Homes were up for auction. They, they Dafka bought it. It was an investment, but then just charge a charge a <laughs> charge the person rent. Abulamaisa. Now, uh, so so that would be uh, that would be another reason why that would be another reason why not to. To not put it on the market because then it looks bad for the buyer. And again, people are, are more hesitant to purchase. I mean, want we want the land of the assignment to be sold. Okay. Metaltalin of Yisayim, movable property of Yisayim. We evaluate it and we sell it right away. You take it to the market. What do you mean you go to the market? Go to the fair where there's more potential buyers. You should put it out there. This way you can get more people buying it. There's really no machlekes over here. No. Metaltanoli. Okay. It depends. If you can easily get to the market, then you're required to go to the market. Get a, get a good bank for your buck. However, if the market's far away, so I'm going to say, we don't, we're not going to have you schlep from here to Chicago, from here to New York, stuff could break in the U-Haul truck, whatever it is. You know what I mean? We're, just, we're not going to force it to, to go outside the community. Says the Gemara, a Misa. Rav Kahana, have a bidet. Rav Kahana had in his hand, Shikra beer. The Rav Mesharshia bar chilkoi yasma. Of Rav Mesharshia bar chilkoi, who was a yasom. Sheyehei ad rigla. And he wanted to hold on to the beer until the regal, until the yantif, when people drink beer. But yeah. beer don't hold up so... Oh, Mar, he said, it's a, even though, it's, it's, that means, even though it might, get, it might go bad, it might spoil a little bit, it might not. <laughs> I'll still, the amount that people are willing to pay around the yomtiv time, it's a fascinating shayla. For, for, for something for yomtiv, is, a is, is, uh, is, is worth it for me to wait. This is fascinating. I'm not going to get into the psak there. Abizek Zilberstein has a beautiful shayla of somebody who steals an esrig before Sukkot, day before Sukkot, he steals top-notch beauty esrog. Okay, did he get his mitzvah? No, but fine, whatever. He stole it. Whether or not he used for mitzvah is not the shaila here. 
The day after Sukkot, he goes and returns it to the buyer, to the to the to the owner. Is that considered Rehisha Vesakzela? When you stole it, it was worth three hundred dollars. The day after Yom Div, I'm returning your Esrik. What I do wrong? Yes, yeah, Shkayich. It's worth a penny and a half. Not even somebody, some kid who might want to make Esrik jelly. Maybe we'll give you money if he can't, uh, if nobody in shows nice to him. But <laughs> taking it for free, it's garnished, garnished. So, are you Makai Meshvas Exela? Do you have to give the guy the value back when something had had value for a specific amount of time? Fascinating, situ- fascinating, uh, st- uh, you know, uh, Shaila. But be it as it may, that's what's happening over here. In that you can have beer, which technically won't be as fresh. So right now. You know, people are willing to buy it because it's fresh. But if I wait a little bit till the umtiv, it won't be as fresh. But people will still buy it, and they'll pay even more. Memela, um, Rav Kahana waited till yomtiv. Oh, you see, from this mice, you got to do what's best for the assignment. Got to do what's best. Ravina Ravina Zuti Yasma Ravina had wine that belonged to Ravina Zuti, who was an orphan. Bar Achte Have, and this orphan was his nephew. And he had his own wine. And he was bringing the wine to Sikhra. So the, the orphan came in front of his uncle. Came, um, I'm sorry. Um, I'm sorry. Ravina was the uncle. So Ravina came in front of Ravashi. Okay. He wanted to know like what to do with his nephew, the orphan's wine. Ravashi, um, said to him, Mahu Bahadan. Um, when, when I'm traveling with my wine, should I across the ocean to the market or wherever to another city? Should I bring my nephew's wine with me, or is it not worth it? Should I just sell it locally? See, he was going to sell it the, in the big fair where you know when you're involved in business, you take a little more risk, you can make more more money. He wants to know the same way he deals with his own thing, which. Was wasn't as conservative, or or should he be more fiscally conservative with his nephew's wine? So Amalei he says to him, "Zil lay adif mididach, treat his stuff like your stuff. As long as you're treating the other, you know, if you do it for yourself, it's a, it's a, that's a good uh, measuring rod to know how to handle the nechasim of the assignment. If you would do it for yourself, do it for the assignment as well." You don't need to be uh, be like. Otherwise, you're just going to keep being scared about uh, you know anything that can happen. Okay. Period. End of that. Gemara went out to the next Mishnah about nine lines from the bottom of Kuf Amud Beis. All right. Here we go. This Mishnah is going to take us back to the beginning of Noshim Kishmaka uh, situation here, and that's as follows. Every woman who gets married, well, you've almost touched on this as well. Any woman who gets married is is uh, entitled to aksuba. Okay. Now, if she were to bring in land to the marriage, let's call it nichse malug. <laughs> she brings in land to the marriage. Who owns the land? She does. She does. What does the husband get from it? Paris. Paris. He's able to take produce during the marriage. All right. So she brings in a, she owns a field that uh, has apple trees. Any apples that grow after their date of marriage, of Nisuin, he's allowed, that, that belongs to the husband. If they ever get divorced or he dies, it goes only to her. It goes right back. She owns the land. He gets the produce. Okay. Now, what happens in a situation where you have a unique marriage setting? For example, 
a kitana who was married off by her mother or brother. She's 10 years old. Midra Bonon, her mother and brother, are allowed to marry her off. She can refuse the marriage at any time. Good. She can refuse the marriage at any time. Do we say, because of that, maybe the husband's got to refrain from fruits in case she ever refuses before she's a gadayla, the whole marriage evaporated, so he was a ghana for the past few years. By taking fruit, you were never... What, me on what refusal of a marriage does, it says I was never married to you. Okay? That was... Uh, now... Um, so any children that were born before that or uh, no, there can't be, right? No. Yeah, now there's other situations as well uh, when it comes to, and this is going to uh, come up as well uh, as far as ransoming one's wife. The obligation to ransom one's wife um, becomes in contrast to the rights of the fruit. No, it's, it's, it's tip for tat of the fruit. Yeah, go ahead. No, she goes out without a suit. If she walks away, she gets married at 10 by her mother or brother, 11 years old. She's like, see ya, no ksuba. Nothing happened. Yeah. But she chose, there's not even a get. She chose to end it. That's it. <coughs> yeah, it's just you ended up being... Uh, all right. So here we go. There's a lot of. I just want to learn the Mishnah that will hold it here for today because there's really a, it's a loaded Mishnah. So I just want to start touching on it, so it'll go a little faster tomorrow. But um, let's uh, let's learn through this. So a young girl who refuses her marriage. Okay, she's not yet a gedayla. She one day says, "I don't like my husband." And as we learned in Yevamas, to do meon on a marriage for a girl, that's all she needs to say. Schmoozing with her friend. Yeah, my husband's strange. I think he's weird. Bye. That's it. That's like, we learned, uh, there's opinions in Gemara who say that's all she needs to do, and adios. She's out of here. She was never married in the first place. The, the Gemara gives an example. You know, if the girl's shopping in the store and she says to the cashier, like, I don't like, you know, like, I don't have enough money. Uh, you know, I don't, um, my husband didn't give, I'm so upset. My husband gave me enough money to buy whatever I want or whatever. That's me. That's it. You said you don't like it. Like, you, you, if you marry this young girl, you better make sure you're treating her right, you know? So, also a Shnia La Rais, which is a rabbinic erva, and her islandess. And an islandist. Any time you have an arayas de iraiso, for example, it's forbidden for a nephew to marry an aunt. So a shneel arayas is going to be a great aunt. So one, one, one generation move, that's going to be also midrabon. Yeah. And also a case of an islandist, where somebody marries a woman and it turns out she's an islandist. Ain't lahem ksuva. They're not going to receive ksuva. Velay Paris. And... They're also not going to receive Paris. Now, this is obviously... Um, now, what does it mean? Uh, who's not getting Paris? Gavaldic. Major raid. Major raid. Major hack on this part of the Mishnah. Let's take the... We'll take the easier approach for Dafyaimi and say that when something goes south, she cannot demand reimbursement on the, on the Paris. That's the easiest way to understand this. There's a whole other approach here. There's two uh, primary approaches I understand this. But that's the, that's the basic way. Flip Paris means she doesn't receive Paris. So what do you mean she doesn't receive fruit? She doesn't receive reimbursement for Paris. She can say to her husband, Oh, I was married to you for two years. And, well, and then I refused to marry. We were never married. You go pay me back for all the fruits you ever ate. We say, nope. Not happening. All right? Flip Paris and not Paris. 
During while you're married, you certainly receive mazaitis. And the Farshim here explained that we're dealing with a case where a husband goes overseas, doesn't leave her money to be eaten, so she takes, so she borrows money, and then she refuses the marriage. Let's say the case of Mion. Um, the husband has no obligation to reimburse the person who supported his wife. He has no obligation to do that. Um, and worn out clothing as well. Um, do, do not go back to her. Okay, that's that's uh, if a woman goes into a marriage and now there's clothing that is uh, worn out, she can't demand the value back for anything worn out during her marriage. In if the beginning the husband knew she was an islandess, she will get a ksuva. When I want to marry a kain gadol, which is forbidden but valid, a divorcee or a chalutza to a kain hedjet, again, forbidden for a kain to marry a divorcee but valid. Mamzeris marries a Jew. Forbidden but valid. Forbidden but married. You're obligated to get divorced, and the husband's going to be obligated to pay her up a ksuba. Yes, even though it's forbidden, we don't remove the we don't remove the ksuba. Okay. Now here's the chiddush. Why is it a major chiddush? Because what's the purpose of ksuba? To not make it difficult to divorce her. Don't we want them to get divorced? Huh? What do you say? The whole purpose of Aksuba is so that it shouldn't be easy to divorce her. Right. Shouldn't we want to make it easy? Say, send her out without Aksuba. We don't want to make it easy. Why not? We should. We, should. Well, we, we don't want them to stay married. She's a mamzeris. Uh, well, she's, she's a widow to a kind god. Well, Huh? Okay. He won't say like, look, we're going to see, we'll do this Michigan tomorrow night in Mitzvah but we're going to see that it's because even though we want, it's true, we want them to get divorced, we're going to put a very large majority of responsibility of this marriage on the husband. On the husband. It's like, we're kind of like, he did sticking it. to him more, he, sticking it to him more. He did it. He right? did it. He did. He did. It. He was right. He was Good. He knew he shouldn't. Have. And I'll tell you something else. I so why don't we stick? But doesn't it need her das. It needs her das. It needs her given. However, however, what's happening is, as soon as a woman enters one of these marriages, she, her and her children become puzzle to kahuna. She can't marry kind. She already received. We already stuck it to her. We already like you already lost out. Well, so by him, we're not going to make it easy. But first of all, we're going to for, we're going to get you out of this marriage, and it's going to cost you. We'll explain this mission in the Gemara. We'll hold it here. Have a wonderful, wonderful Shabbos and a good night, everybody. Take care. Yeah, go ahead.